please, God, for all that's holy. Titles, go. Very lonely individual. Meaty Star-Lord. One more year of support. Right up the nose. A tiny medical background. We all catching the vid. Lots of body parts. Hardcore spoons. <laughs> no penetration. Anti-Semitic elephant. Superior mayonnaise. <laughs> and I got bosom buddies. All right. Let's do this. Warning, what you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it, you've been warned. Hello, welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Forbes. I'm Kevin. Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, you know, it's been rough for me lately since I have Dr. Hugh level luck, apparently. Um, but uh, t- and today's been no better. Um, I don't really have anything that's got me geeked I'm looking forward to at the moment. Uh, but Lana does turn 20 today. Yes. It's her birthday, and that means only one more year of child support for me. <laughs> On her, at least. <laughs> so, that's um, exciting. It is. Um, yeah, I, I wished her a happy birthday first thing this morning mm-hmm. before I had a chance to forget. Yeah, I, I sent her uh, uh, some money through PayPal the other day. Wanted to give her a couple day head start so she had time to, you know, because, you know, her whole thing is marijuana, and it's not as easy as going down to the store and buying a case of beer. So she might need a day or two to get whatever she acquire. wants for her birthday. Yeah, to acquire <laughs> it. Um, there, there's no sense in fighting it. She's a pothead. I accept it. It's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, she told me she was using some of it or to get uh, some party favors for later and using some of it. She's going to go to the thrift store and, I guess, buy herself some clothes. So Nice. I hope she has a good birthday. I hope she has a safe birthday. Happy birthday, Lana. Enjoy. She's not going to listen to this. Don't eat too much. You know, munchies. You talking about Bob Brownies? But I mean, as long as she doesn't get the reaction that you get, she's all set. Yeah. Although I will tell you, um, last week when my knee was keeping me awake at night, I actually considered reaching out to her and having her because I know she has a vape uh, Mm. for it. And I might have a different reaction to that. And I'm like, you know, if this becomes a recurring thing for me i very well may have to pick one of those up that's one of those things they recommend for like arthritis and shit like that because gotcha. i'll tell you that was awful i mean i have lots of body parts that they don't work right it caused me pain all right usually though when one of those body parts is acting up like my back you know i can lay down at least or i can get in a position where it doesn't bother me it's just doing things you know so i have to stay off it or whatever but this thing with my fucking knee it didn't matter how I put it. It was just throbbing and screaming at me uh, for a couple days. Corbs, 
What's got you geeked? Uh, well, it's not so much geeked. Um, uh, like I think you actually think you've seen it on Facebook. Um, I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but uh, Kelly, my girlfriend, ended up getting COVID over the weekend. She tests. She didn't go into work on Monday. Um, she wasn't feeling great. Uh, stuffy nose, stuff like that, sore throat. So she decided just to stay home or whatever. Um, and she decided to take an at-home test with her, which her office has been providing to everybody. And the moment she did the swab or whatever and put it in the testing thing or whatever and put the drop on it or whatever, how it works, it immediately popped positive. So i um, not sure where she got it from. Um, she, her secondary job, four people tested positive there. Um, and her ex-husband's girlfriend, she tested positive and basically it was the same thing when she did the at-home test that she had and she immediately did the test and, and put it in there, it popped positive right away. So not sure where she caught it from. So uh, the bad thing about that was it is, is uh, my mom and I were with her all day on Saturday. So uh, we've been monitoring ourselves here just to be on the safe side. Uh, nobody's, re nobody's really showing any symptoms or anything like that. Um, it's been about three days. Uh, I did call my doctor and ask them how long to wait before being tested myself. Um, they said between three to five days, as long as you're showing symptoms. So, but we're not showing any symptoms. I'm not, my son's not, my mom's not. So, so hopefully we kind of dodged that bullet. So, but uh, she hasn't really had too many symptoms either. Uh, like I said, Monday was a bit of a, a bit little stuffy, kind of just run down a little bit. And then uh, talked to her today. She, uh, she, they decided to let her work from home for a little while. Or she wanted to work from home for, for a little while or whatever. And uh, so she was doing that. But uh, when I talked to her about one o'clock, she said she was feeling kind of run down. So I just told her to, to take it easy. So, but I don't know. I haven't talked to her kind of since then. So. Usually when she's like that, I kind of just, I'm like, yeah, just yeah, go to sleep, sleep it off. But that's the best thing for you when you're not feeling it's just is to sleep, give your body a chance to rest. So, yep. definitely, especially with that. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully she's, she's feeling okay. So I'll, I'll text her or whatnot. And probably in the, I would like to text her in the morning to see how she's doing and stuff like that. So nice. But that's, that's what for me, just kind of concerned about her and how she's feeling and whatnot so well coming from a group that's all been through it so far the rest of us um get well speedy recovery kelly um it's no fun um i'm just saying from watching it uh, everyone else boys have gotten it so they they actually know like yeah. what the shit is um yeah no fun so we go from Happy birthday, Lana. Yay to, oh, get better, Kelly. Right. <laughs> um, Kev, what's got you geeked? Automobile season. Cold's finally here. Snow's finally here. Yay. <laughs> Fuck everybody that doesn't like the snow. Move. <laughs> I will. I will come back to that, Kev. We're we're gonna have a discussion a little later about what I think about the fucking ice and snow. 
Um, I don't care. I don't care. I live oh, here. You will care. Snow. And I mean, you choose to live up where there's more snow, too. So, fuck yeah. 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 Keep it no. up there. Right. You can have it all. <laughs> it's all yours. I am in, in, a, in a sharing mood. Um, so I guess it's it's my turn to go. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm geeked that you know for one everything seems to be working for the moment. Um, why'd you say it? It's because it's dude. gonna happen. I every time why'd there's a lull. Why did you have to say it? Every time there is a lull in the conversation, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what's got me geeked is I don't know if you guys can tell Kevin I need you to look at your camera for just a moment we have brand new merchandise there are now geek pod fitted hats um, these are both the same hat that Kevin and I are wearing he just as he says quote he wears it as like an adult and I do what I do I'm going to take mine off and put it up to the camera so you can get a better look if it'll stay uh, kind of yeah, I'm just glad you didn't call it merch like a 17-year-old YouTube influencer. No, oh, he's fucking 12, so it's right up his alley. So if you guys want to get our new GeekPod merch, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's not for sale yet. These are literally the first run that Kevin and I have. Um, we're working with a great local company called uh, Fully Promoted. Angelo has been awesome. They, they ran into a little bit of trouble uh, doing the back for me. And um, they were great about it. They, they were very, very, very good about communication and letting us know what's up. And, and these are flex fits. These are nice hats. Yes, very yeah. nice hats. Very nice. Um, we're, we're talking about doing differences for the future runs. Maybe a little bit of a color change for the hats themselves. We're going to do some adjustable hats. I'm, excuse me, I'm thinking beanies next for the winter. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, what? Up here in the north, we call them Tukes. Oh, Tukes. Dukes. I thought he said Dukes. I'm like, wait a minute. You can't. The mayonnaise? Oh. That's my favorite mayonnaise. That is pretty good mayonnaise. But I'm, it is good yeah. mayonnaise. <laughs> Dukes mayo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, we talked about these a month or two ago when it was just in the planning stages and we, we just got them what 24 hours ago, Kev. Yeah. I picked mine up Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh my God. They're so nice. I was so freaking excited to get them. Um, and they look great. I mean, it's hard to tell from here, but I mean, a real, a real nice job. Yeah. Nice job with the embroidery. Phenomenal. And the green really pops yeah. on the logo. These are embroidered. They're not, it's not an adhesive. It's not a, you know, it's not a patch. These are embroidered on the hat. So this is, they're, they're not an inexpensive hat and they're very well done. And I'm really glad they're done locally. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that is the other thing you guys need to know is if, if anyone does want them and I am setting up an avenue to get orders in. Um, if you do want them, they are not going to be cheap, like $15 hats. You, we're probably looking for these flex fit ones like these probably in the $40 range. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll get all that figured out. I mean, yeah, it's really just because there's going to be so limited numbers. I mean, it's not like we can buy a thousand of them. Right. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. If we could, 
work in bulk, it would it would probably bring the price down, but we can't do that. So if you want cheaper hats, tell your friends. Yes, and make them buy hats. Yes, there you go. All right, and next up, guys, what are you playing? Don't really have a lot to talk about. Um, that whole crossover with Odyssey and Valhalla got me playing Odyssey again, and I've just kind of been cruising around and hit question marks that I haven't been to before. Uh, you know, it's weird because, you know, I, I have all these new games and I'm going back and playing an old game just because that got me, you know, I remember how much I loved it. So just spending some time there before I move on again. All right. And uh, same with me, like I was talking about last week, I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. And I was hoping, Hugh, you would fire it up so we could have a discussion See, about I it. I didn't know if we were going to work something out where we all played it at the same time. So I haven't touched it because we didn't touch base about it. Gotcha. Well, there isn't all of us. I, I did try to talk Corbs into buying it last week. So I don't know if, where that went. No. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I'm three chapters in, just so you know, Hugh. Um, and I'm digging it. And the controls remind me a lot of Jedi Fallen Order. I haven't played that. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm also thinking about restarting because I realized that I've already missed a bunch of the skin unlocks in the first three chapters. So you don't start with skin? That's so gross. Yeah, it's just meaty, meaty Star Lord, I guess. You have yeah. do you have Jedi Fallen Order? I do. Physically or digitally? Physically. I would love to play that. All right. I think I can make that happen. No rush. I've got plenty on my plate at the moment. Right. Same here. I've, 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 thought, I've got a stack like this. Yeah. I've thought about buying it several times. And the yeah, only so thing that stopped, it's good. The, on, the only thing that stopped me is I keep reading that the difficulty is uneven and it goes from being, oh, this is good to play to like ridiculously fucking hard in certain sections. It, it can get nasty in parts. Uh, and I think I had it throttled down because I actually just wanted to be able to get through it. So, um, Kev, what are you playing, buddy? Same old, same old. All the same olds? Yep. Nice. Settlers on the computer and what the hell is it called? Kingdom Rush on the iPhone and Dead Trigger 2 on the Android phone. Nice. All at the same time? Sometimes. You know what? I'll be honest. I'll sit here and watch Settlers just seeing it, watch it finishing whatever it's doing. And I'll just fire up something else. Nice. Play a game while I'm waiting for my game to play out, I guess. Play a game while you're playing your game. That works. These are these are these are my kind of games. I don't have to spend a lot of brain power on them. Right. Uh Corb, so we know you're not playing Guardians of the Galaxy. You still getting your spoons or nope. I got my spoons. I got my eleven thousand spoons. I actually got them the next morning. Eleven thousand. Eleven thousand spoons. I need some spoons. We keep losing spoons. That's weird. So That's I. creepy. No, it's not. I have a 10-year-old, so. <laughs> I'll find them under the couch or something. Down the register vent, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, I, I did get my spoons. I'm still playing that family island. I'm not obviously not playing it as um, hardcore as I was to get the spoons because I had to get it within a certain amount of time. So, I mean, I think I beat the time by, like, a week and a half or something like that so i mean i did play it pretty hardcore for what 10 days to get to level 20 so yeah but yeah i got my spoons the, the next after 
but last week, whenever, right at the day after the show. So that morning I, I got up to level 20 and then I went in and signed into my cooking, the cooking game, my cooking craze. And it was like, oh, you got your spoons, 11,200. I was like, yes. You got your hardcore spoons. Perfect. I do. And I haven't used any of them yet either. So. <laughs> So it was so worth it. It was. It was so worth it. I got use all got all those spoons and I haven't even touched them. Yet, so are, are, are spoons like I don't know. They're like they, they're like they're like uh they're like cash. You can buy like yeah. uh power-ups for them with them instead of like got using because you get you do for everything you serve in the game in the game, you get money and you can use that money to upgrade your equipment and upgrade yeah. the food to get more money coming in. But the spoons get you the power-ups. Like you can instant cook things and you can have a, a server. Um, you can double the, the price. You can double the money coming in for everything. Stuff like you can, there's one of them where you click on it, nothing burns. You can just let it sit in the pan. Nice. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's you know, like I, like I said, I've been playing the game for a while. So it's, it's kind of fun. It's, it's, you know, it's something to do. Usually like maybe on my lunch, I'll, I'll jump in and play for a little while. Or after work, just kind of waiting and whatnot to have dinner or whatever. I'll jump in and play or whatever. So, but it's just like your spoons while you're waiting to have dinner. Even better. (laughs) So, but that's it. Nothing else really. I mean, I haven't haven't gotten on and played on the the PS4 at all. So, nice. Well, it sounds like it's time for Kev's tabletop review. to do another one i had to do another one there's just so many on board game geek um so this is another witcher themed board game called uh the witcher old world this is actually a 2022 game this just came out nice um yeah it was on uh was this a kickstarter where the hell did they do this one they did this one on Oh, one of those, you know, Kickstarter or something like that, where they where they started it. Um, there's uh, reviews in a couple different languages, so it's definitely um, an international thing. Nice. Uh, the uh, see, so yeah, I read you the the synopsis. Set years before the saga of Geralt of Rivia, this what the Witcher old world explores a time when monsters roam the continent in greater numbers creating a constant peril that required the attention of expertly trained monster slayers known as witchers. Five competing schools trained their adepts through brutal regimes, and once fully prepared, these now-recognized witchers set off to explore the land seeking trouble and adventures and helping others for coin. So follows the, um, the, the idea that the show... Uh, brings forward. I'm sure it's also um, true to the game somewhat. I'm not sure how true it is to the book. I haven't really read through the the entire description and all the reviews, so I'm not really sure how it follows the books. But it does it does seem like it's um, geared towards folks that have been watching the show on uh, Netflix. Um, some details. 
I uh, got a 7.9 out of uh, 10 on Board Game Geek. 234 ratings, 269 comments. Uh, it says one to five players, but later on it says two to five players. I'm not really sure one to five is appropriate. I don't really know how you'd play the game solo. Nothing I could find showed me anything about how you'd play it solo. Uh, being a board game, I, you'd have to be a very lonely individual to want to try to play a board game solo, I think. But I'm sure there's people out there. Uh, a 90 to 150 minute playtime, ages 14 plus. Uh, and the weight is 2.48 out of 5. So just, just below um, middle uh, rating, you know, median rating for the, um, for the game difficulty. So probably encompasses quite a few different player types and styles. Um, really, really nice looking design on the board in all the pieces. The, um, the monsters look like, and there's actually figurines. I think they're plastic, but there's actually figurines for all the different monsters, the wyvern and, and uh, what did I see? I saw a bunch of different ones named. Um, boy, there was some really neat ones too. Let me see if I can find them real quick. Uh, oh, player cards that have skills, combat, defense, alchemy, and speed. So you have different, uh, different levels for each character as you play through. Um, you have different characters, different Witcher characters you play, none of which look like uh, Geralt. So um, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, oh, there's a Leshen. There's a Fiend, a Werewolf, Arcaspore, I believe is how you pronounce that, Foglet, Bargheist, Striga, Griffin, there's a Witcher of Bruxa, uh, Wyvern, which really looks like a really looks like a, a dragon. I didn't realize Wyverns looked like dragons. I thought I really thought they were something else. Um, and so really cool, really cool figurines they have, and they they show some that are painted up. So folks are taking the the plain the plain figurines and painting them, which is always cool. I love it when people do that. You know, really adds some interest to the game. But the the play looks you know very very true to the world um and it looks like you could with with some friends that are familiar with at least the show it looks like you could have your own little tabletop version of the witcher and uh, probably have quite a bit of fun with it nice i have got to get on board with this show and all yeah, that yeah so a uh, kev i have a request yeah for a board game review for maybe now Next week if you have the time yeah, i know i've never done this that's before. okay what do you got uh, i would i would like to learn more about a game called final girl uh, it just went into season two for its um kickstarter so the season one must already be out but it's in a single player board game which ties into what you were just talking about and i, I saw it on facebook and i was interested in learning more about it so yeah i'll look into it I'll see if uh, I'll try to find some reviews on it too. I try to watch reviews on all these, and if and if any of the reviews reveal anything, you know, very very interesting, I try to bring that out to you guys in the show. Um, but literally, you know, the reviews over and over again, they said the same thing. You know, it's it really it's um, for this one, for example, it's you know, it, it really plays to the uh, the Netflix show. So nice. yeah, so I'll do that. I'll I'll uh, hopefully find some video reviews. Those are always Thank fun. Thank you. That's so I, I gotta tell you, if you're gonna look at a board game, look for look for video reviews because some of these folks they really take the time to 
show you exactly what you can expect on gameplay. And they'll show you different levels of gameplay too. So that's always fun. You can, you can vary it yourself to normally to, to, to make it fit whoever you're playing with. Awesome. I'm just saying we, we, we've got to do another game night at some mm. point soon. That was a good time. Just not with uh, Corbs right now. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. It don't matter. We're all going to get it. Got to, the more you're exposed, the better your immunities will be. But see, Kev, you say, you say that, and um, I was talking to my mom and uh, Dr. Fauci basically said that at some point, every person will catch COVID. It's, mm -hmm. it's not if, it's when you're going to catch it. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. That's always been the case, but they didn't want to come out and say it when it was so bad. They didn't right. want to say it to the public. If you actually dug into CDC website or any of these other, um, the other one of the ones that I follow all the time, and I'm not going to find it right off the top of my head. Um, oh, crap. I'm sorry. Um, let me just see if I can tell you who this is. It's a, it's a university website, a Harvard, Harvard Med. So um, I, I like to read a lot of stuff that they have because it really, they break stuff down. You know, being a teaching college, and being a, a very, very forward sharing college, they, they provide a lot of information on things. So they, they go in a little bit deeper when they explain things. I have a, I have a little tiny medical background. So I, I actually understand enough so that I can get through some of the, some of the terminology and then I know where to go to, 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 to figure out the rest of it. But it, it, it's, a, it's a coronavirus. The cold is a coronavirus. The yep. influenza is a coronavirus. The one thing these things do is survive. The human body is a phenomenal petri dish. If it, if it if a virus gets into the human body, it's going to mutate. It's going to it's going to try to live. It's going to change and it's going to adapt and it's going to go on and, and, and travel from person to person. That's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. Right. Um, so from day one, they knew that everybody was going to you know get touched by this. This is why they pushed the vaccine so hard. You know, try to train the body to to defend against this you know that's because that's your only defense there's no cure you know there's no vaccine that just says oh no here's a here's a force field i can't you know you can't penetrate my force field it's all about training the human body to figure out how to fight these things off and they're very careful about saying some of this stuff because people don't understand this they don't they don't as you well know they get freaked out by this they don't want to yeah. think oh my god i'm going to get this i'm going to die because you want to know what the worst enemy is when you get sick? This thing right up here. The more you believe you're going to be sick, the more you think that you can't breathe and that you can't get through this, the worse it's going to be for you. Right. So yeah. your, your mind is your, be your best defense against anything. It really is. I mean, they say, they say that, you know, your, your injury or your, your, your sickness or your flu or whatever, you know, oh, it's in your head. You're not really sick. It isn't. It isn't. If you, if you allow yourself to succumb, you're done. But if you keep up the good fight, if you understand, if you believe that your body is an incredible thing that's designed to fight these sorts of things off, and then all we're doing is we're introducing a little bit of the virus to kind of teach it how to do that. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Well, now what do I got to do in case I get sick? I need to know what I need to do to prepare. Make sure I don't pass it on. Make sure I rest correctly, eat correctly, hydrate correctly, etc. So, sorry, that's 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 all right. No, it's funny, and I and I have a perfect example 
of what you're talking about, where it's the mind over matter thing. My father is a huge hypochondriac. Okay. And he's one of those that always like, no matter what it is, he's going to get it. He's got it, blah, blah, blah. So when we were getting the, the vaccines and he was hearing the horror stories about everybody oh, getting oh. adverse side effects yep. on our way to take him to get his second dose, I started spouting off this bullshit about, oh, they've adjusted the vaccine. So oh. now they're not doing the, like, you, you won't get the, the side effects anymore. You might just get a sore arm, blah, blah, blah. The whole way to fucking the fairgrounds. I, I, I was spouting this shit off. And guess what? All he got was a sore arm. He believed you. I don't know okay. if it's a testament to my ability to lie or it's just, I like, okay, that's where we're going to go with. And see, you, you, the funny you say that, because my mom, same thing. Like she, before I went down there, she was reading all the side effects. Now, like the moment they put the needle in her arm, she's like, oh, I got a headache. I don't feel good. I'm like, mom, seriously, I mean, it's not even 15 minutes. Now, the caveat to that is she actually had, she actually got sick from the second dose. Yeah, like everybody well, think you do. Yeah, right. It, but it, mean, does, it yeah. was almost for her. It was almost instantaneous. So it was a, like you said, a little bit of mind over matter. She yeah. knew that it was coming, and the moment they put the needle on her arm, she's like, "I don't feel." Good. She was done. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's really just you know the mind you you boy. This is this is one of my favorite topics. I can just go on and on and on about this. The stories about people that you know can control their heartbeat and can change can change their physical appearance because they, they've developed they've delved into you know the the parts of their mind that the, the mass vast majority of us never have any kind of control over there's, a, there's an amazing device between our ears that we know nothing about and it has the ability to, to control every aspect of our bodies and if we if we you know if we believe we have a cold guess what you're going to have a cold, whether you have the virus or not. Yeah, that's go ahead. Go ahead. Get, get off this topic. Go on something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, think you, what he, I think what he's trying to say is here's a good time for us to head off to commercial. Uh, why don't we take a quick break and we will be back with Hughes news. Stick with us guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. 
Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Now, before you hire a news anchor who delivers the bit like his morning alarm clock sounds is the theme to My Little Pony Friendship is Magic and clearly does not possess the dark heart that beats with the black viscous blood of a man who's seen so much stupidity, he agrees we should burn it all down with righteous fire and rage because there's no fixing it. Here's the news. First up, Les Full House. America's dad, Bob Saget, passed away this week in a hotel room in Florida. It's tough to make a joke about this considering how many people love the man. He had never seemed perturbed by being the second choice in the America's Dad competition and taking the number one spot only when we found out the last guy drugged and raped women. When by any means necessary, I think he would have appreciated that. At this time, there's no foul play suspected and signs point to a heart attack. He was 65, the same age as Walt Disney when he died. Not that that has any relevance here. Next up, Chasing Mandy. Screen Rant reports that the Book of Boba Fett's post-premiere demand is not as strong as The Mandalorian's. Not that it's doing bad, it's still doing very well, but the demand as they measure it was 75% higher for The Mandalorian. Maybe this has something to do with the lack of a cute CGI character able to be marketed to kids. Now, personally, I think the show has been fantastic. It's a fascinating look into the life of a character I knew very little about. Now, I am sure that somewhere there is some guy in his office, which is the desk right next to his bed, wearing a Han Shot First t-shirt he had custom made locally because they don't come in 8X, hammering away at his keyboard about how this is the most sacrilegious thing to happen to Star Wars ever. To him, I say, hear that? It's your mom. Your two boxes of Hot Pockets are done. Go have your after-dinner snack and let the adults enjoy this amazing piece of television history. (laughs) And finally, in what is obviously the most important news of the week, donkey in your house johnny knoxville of jackass fame has been verified as an entrant in this year's royal rumble the rumble is my personal favorite of the yearly pay-per-views i I mean premium live events it centers around a 30 man or woman match where entrants are eliminated by throwing being thrown over the top rope and both feet hitting the floor knoxville announced his intent and then earned the spot last week on smackdown this is clearly promotion for the upcoming jackass forever which releases in theaters on february 4th The missed opportunity here is that had Bam Margera not got himself kicked off the movie, we could have seen The Rock give Bam Bam the rock bottom while at rock bottom, because he will do anything for money. And that's the news, kids. Now, I was going to do something in honor of Bob Saget by giving my own personal geek pod themed version of the world's dirtiest joke that he was known for, the aristocrats. However, in attempting to craft that nastiest of stories, I became very uncomfortable with the awful things I was coming up with. Things like Paul wrapping Kev's mustache around his dick and fucking a hole in his face, or him pulling my nutsack up the front of my body and wrapping it over my head so I looked like a giant, hairy, unshelled peanut with legs. 
Yeah, you were the dad in the joke, Paul. I realized this was one bit I could not write for fear of it haunting my nightmares. So instead, I will leave you with a public service announcement. Don't ever happen to mention in a group chat that you haven't seen Jumanji. It will lead to a flurry, a flurry of responses so fast and furious, it will sound like you just changed the chat room topic to come show it goal. Paul? In other news, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock was frightened of eggs. Back to you, Corbs. Oh, God. Okay. You're right there, Kev. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to follow that. <laughs> oh. All right. So I guess I got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> you poor fucker. Right. Uh, what do I say? I don't know. Uh, all right. I guess I'll do the movie. I guess. <laughs> movie review. Huzzah! So, uh, the movie I'm going to do this week is a uh, it's a Tom Hanks classic. You're doing Castaway. <laughs> you're doing. You're doing Up. Is what? Wait, wait, He's doing no, Big. Up. Come on. Oh, Big. That's the one. Hey, Big's a good movie. Bosom Buddies. That's the TV show. You didn't say it was. Oh, fuck. Never mind. <laughs> the whole segment's <laughs> called a fucking movie. <laughs> All right. So the movie I decided to do this week is The Burbs. Again, okay. just starring Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher. Released in 1989, directed by Joe Dante, and it's it is a man in the peace of a in a savage land, suburbia. When secretive new neighbors move in next door, suburbanite Ray Peterson and his friends let their paranoia paranoia get the best of them as they start to suspect the newcomers of evil doings and. In commerce, in commerce, in the investigation, but it is hardly, it is hardly how Ray, who much differs than than the beer drinking, reading his newspaper, and watching the ball game, ball game on the tube, expects to spend his vacation. So, I mean, it's it's a decent movie. I mean, it's funny. Um, there's some pretty good lines in it. I don't know, Kev, you once we were talking about that stuff. I think the, the best part of the whole movie is when him and uh, Rick Dukeman are sitting in the basement and uh, Ray is chanting. And he's like, he's like, he got his hands in his ears and he's, he's saying something and Ray's go, and Rick Dukeman, who's his guy's name is Ray, is saying, Ray, you're chanting, Ray. And he's like, he's like, Ray, you're chanting. Satan is good. Satan is a pal. So, <laughs> I find it pretty funny. So, um, I don't know. I, I like the movie. It's not one of those movies that I, I will sit and watch. I will watch certain parts of the movie. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure it's not on Tom Hanks' top ten list. I think we need the last time I saw it. Well, it's on, it's on Stars right now. So Perfect. I've never seen it all the way through. Really? Yeah. Um, but I've seen it a couple of times. I mean, there's, I mean again, other actors are in it, too. Corey... Uh, Corey Feldman. Feldman's in it, yep. So he plays one of the neighbors and stuff like that. It's, 
I mean, it's, it's pretty funny. It's some of the stuff, um, Rick Dugeman, he's a comedian. Um, some of his stuff is pretty funny. He's like a practice fall type of guy. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Uh, Bruce Dern plays a, plays a Vietnam veteran who's kind of like paranoid and whatnot. So, but like I said, it's a decent movie. I've never seen it because there's no murders or superheroes in it. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Uh, this is already oh. tried to tell if there's a superhero. All right, no. Wait, wait. No. <laughs> <clears throat> unless, so, unless Henry Gibson played Howard the Duck. I don't know. The duck. Do we, do we have to? I thought the, the group chat explained the difference between actors and the characters they play pretty well. Do you still need a, a primer on that? <laughs> listen, listen. Superheroes are fake. If you're not going to identify the actor as a superhero, then what good is it? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Especially since, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, he was very angry about even the idea of Santa Claus not being real. Hey, he's real. Just saying. Yeah. You knock it off. Yeah, Just but saying. I don't believe that Mel Gibson, who played Santa Claus in that movie, is actually Santa Claus in every movie he's in. That's the either. argument Kevin's making. I, no, no, not necessarily. But Mel Gibson does do a representative uh, uh, example of what Santa Claus might be. Mm-hmm. Some people see Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. Some people see him as the road warrior. Some people see him as um, the, um, the, the cop there from whatever the hell that movie was. The, weapon. Weapon. the cop there. Not sure how that helps the argument, but whatever. I'm okay, just saying. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Did you know that the very first bomb, bomb dropped by the Allies in the Berlin War during World War II killed the only elephant in the Berlin Zoo? You just took one of my random facts from my list. Stick oh, to you your guys own are shit. Fight over this shit now? Yeah, we are. Why did they kill the elephant? What did he do? They didn't mean to. That's it the idea. It was a German elephant, and it was World War II. It's an anti-Semitic like, elephant. Are you trying to say that not all oh, the elephant was a Nazi? Okay. <laughs> Have you not seen how they always raise their trunks? And I'm the one that's nuts here. Okay, <laughs> kids. Corbs, what what do you give the burbs? You you didn't Two mention stars. that part. Two, Two stars. stars. Yeah. Holy shit! So for once, you agree with Roger Ebert. Wow. He had this to say. You know, before you go there, I gotta say. That actually is surprising because he's got like what a one in five chance on every single one of these, and we've done how many reviews? Right. That's uh yeah, and this is the first it's time they matched time. up. Yeah, that is that I can remember anyway. I can't. I, I wouldn't tell. You, I can't tell. You, I don't watch listen to the episodes. So. <laughs> right. You also probably don't listen to me reading off these reviews. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I just. Tune I don't either. Right out. That's usually when I clip my nails. Speaking of nails, fingernails grow four times faster than toenails. You got some competition up in here, Paul. This started last week, man. (laughs) He found a website, too. So Ebert says, the Burbs tries to position itself somewhere between Beetlejuice and the Twilight Zone, but it lacks the dementia of the first and the wicked intelligence of the second and turns instead into a long, shaggy dog story. 
It's about a group of nosy neighbors who grow concerned when a strange new family moves into their neighborhood and settles into a crumbling gothic house that seems as out of place in the split-level suburbs as a tarantula on an angel food cake? What the fuck is he talking about? Okay. Who are these people? They're never seen in the daylight, but at night, their basement windows flash and crackle with giant discharges of electricity, and sometimes they can be seen out in their backyard digging holes. I remember that. For what? Corpses? Loot? They're like the Adams family, ghoulish and aloof. They look like they were born under rocks and have never seen the light of day. It would be wrong to say the neighbors are annoyed. Actually, they seem cheered by this sinister visitation in their midst. It Gives them something to think about other than mowing the lawn or walking the dog. Bye, Hugh. The hero of the film, Ray Peterson, played by Tom I gotta go find my toenail clicker. (laughs) Has started his vacation just as the story begins. Instead of going fishing, he elects to stay home and spy on the neighbors. As one does. His wife, played by Carrie Fisher, (laughs) thinks this is childish behavior. But his neighbors, Bruce Dern and Rick. Dukeman. Thank you are overgrown boys who entertain enthusiastically into the enterprise. Meanwhile, the film provides lots of little vignettes of suburban life, involving such staples as the neighbor who allows his dog to poop on other people's lawns, and the housewife who likes to do her yard work in the briefest of halter tops. None of this material is as funny as it might have been, partly because it seems recycled out of fairly ancient ideas of what the suburbs are really like. I kept expecting to see Dennis the Menace or Mr. Wilson wandering down the street. The movie was directed by Joe Dante, who contributed that eerie segment to the Twilight Zone movie in which the people in an isolated farmhouse all seem to coexist in a comic book dimension. They were the original tunes. This time, with a related idea at feature length, he seems to have run out of inspiration. One of the things he could have exploited was the very falseness of the suburban sets he uses. The street he shoots on may, for all I know, actually exist somewhere, but it looks for all the world like that permanent small town set they drive you through on the Universal Tour. It's hard to put your finger on exactly what's missing from this movie. The actors do what they can with the material and the special effects are ambitious, but somehow the film fails to rouse itself into any real conviction. It's cut and dried. We anticipate the major events in the story and we're right. And when the explanation for the strange family's behavior finally arrives, it's not much of a surprise. That family is led, by the way, by a small, pale, fish-faced doctor played by Henry Gibson, the Oscar nominee from Nashville. Watching him in the final scenes of the movie, I realized his character was more interesting than the suburbanites we've been following all along. Maybe that's what the movie was missing, a comic inversion to undermine all of our expectations. What if the typical suburbanites had all been undernourished geeks and the sinister new family had moved in looking all-American? Only asking. That's it. That's it. You know, he could have just said it's like the episode of Roseanne where the Muslims move in across the street, but three times longer. The end. Was that episode out when this was written? I have no fucking idea. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Corbs, I've got to ask you, because like I said, I've never seen it. What, what is what is the, the payoff in this movie with the, the family? Apparently, well, not apparently. Uh, they killed the 
people who owned the house before them and they were burning them in the furnace and then they were burying them in the backyard. As one does. As, yeah. As I'm sure your neighbors do, Paul. I mean, we're not going to go into my neighbors. Nope. I would assume that's why you put the pool in too, so you could hide, hide the, the bodies underneath. Hide the, so when they dug it up, you put the bodies underneath, they poured the concrete on it. You got me figured out. From what I hear, you definitely shouldn't go into your neighbors because that just causes problems. Yeah, that's all sorts of problems. It's not all a good, not a good idea. But it is fun to put up an LED fucking security light that shines right into their fucking bedroom window and really pisses them off. Yeah, douchebag would do that. It works better when you can actually see my hand. Is that the neighbor that we were, that night we were over at your house? Holy like, shit, for a second there, you look just like a Nazi elephant. <laughs> you just have to make the noise. Bomb that fucker. <laughs> Kitty. Oh. Riley, you're famous. <laughs> Pe- All right. Cat. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> this has gone so far off the rails. Let's uh, let's cut to break, and we will come back um, with a WTF file for you guys. Right. Stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we are back. So guys, I'm going to just jump right into it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this uh, WTF for you guys right now. Ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. Ciao. Okay, so this happened the other day. Um, I, I had a little incident, and I don't want to say too much of it before I get started into it. So let's just move it right along. All right. 
I, I've got a video for you guys. I'm scared. All right, you ready? Let's play a little game of whack fuck. Whack. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. How'd that feel? I couldn't stretch it out, <laughs> that's for sure. Wow. Oh. What, what, where did you come up with whack fuck? It is a TikTok thing. Oh, okay. Um, when, I, oh, when I was letting people watch this beforehand, they were like, this is a whack fuck video. So I, I basically have it ready to, to post to our, uh, our, our TikTok after this. So yeah, I busted my ass. I had a huge box in my hand that I was supposed to be returned for Amazon. And I hit that fucking top step and I went flying as you guys saw. Um, and there, there, there were, there were some wounds. I, I've got, I've got pictures here for you. You're not going to show us one. your ass, are you? It's not my ass. It was, it was my hip and my, my wrist, my lower back and my elbow. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, it, it was a good time. And then I did, I alluded to this for, for Kevin, um, and then, and, and finally, just because you asked you, butt crack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you even have an ass? No. I, I say have... this is from one guy who has no ass to apparently another. <laughs> I love the fact that Kevin just done. <laughs> I am never coming back to this room again. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna have fucking nightmares tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that that was good times. Um, I I really really did a number on that. Um, so I gotta ask I gotta ask this question. Is that box on, is that box on the front steps? No, I did eventually come back and clean it all up. But when you see me walk away in that video. I went into the garage and I kept trying to stretch everything out. <laughs> that was just, yeah, that was not. And I think when I did the, the, the audio captioning on the video for you guys, I think I stepped on the fact that while I'm sitting on the ground, I go, oh, fucker. <laughs> Can you like throw the Benny Hill theme song over the top of that? I thought about it, but we'll definitely get dinged. <laughs> that's not in public domain yet damn it no unfortunately um so so yeah that was my wtf file for the week guys that i the best part is is when i did come in the house and chew out the whole family for not coming to my assistance <sighs> Kristen and i the first thing that was said was i'll bet you that i got caught on the ring and we had to scramble to find it <laughs> so that's that's Nice. That was it. That's a good wife right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, guys, what have you been watching? I've got to ask you guys, has anyone here watched Making a Murderer? 
Okay. Um, it's older, right? It's on Netflix. Well, well, they just had a the, second season. They had a new how, season relatively new... recently. I okay. don't know. Um, here's the thing. Uh, about a week ago, I was scrolling through looking for something to watch and I saw the staircase, which is another true crime show. I started exactly. watching that one. Yes. Okay. And I, I, that, that got me hooked. So when that was done, I'm like, I've heard so much about making a murderer. Um, so I decided I was going to jump down the rabbit hole. Holy crap. I'm not going to go into details and stretch anything out here. But if you like that kind of thing, or even if you don't, maybe, uh, it, it, it is shocking some of the shit you're going to see in this. And I'm getting near the end of the second season and just mind-blowing what I mean, I, I, again, I might get to the end and find out the guy's, you know, completely guilty and did everything. But right now, it, it just like it scares me to ever be in, involved with the police in any way, shape, or form. You know, some of the links, and I know that's not all of them, but you know, you don't hear about this because you know I I'm aware of this show, but I've never heard any of the details of this case, and it's fucking terrifying. Mm -hmm. So yeah. definitely worth checking out. Watch the movie on Amazon and, you know, Kevin, you'll appreciate this because you're always talking about how Amazon video just throws a recommendation up there and you watch it. Um, that happened uh, to us this week with a movie called The Return. Uh, it stars one of the guys from CW's The, the 100. I, I, I forget you know, who he is, uh, but it's, it's kind of a ghost story, um, sort of. It, it's a supernatural type thing. It's a horror movie, but I will tell you this. Near the end, it moves into a different genre, sort of. And the ending of the movie, I am so impressed with this because any other director on the face of the planet would have gone further, would have done more with it. It ends abruptly, but perfect. And I've never, I've seen abrupt endings and a lot of times they leave you wanting a little bit more. This was one of the rare cases where a filmmaker ended the movie at exactly the right time, according to the story, so it fit, in, fit into the narrative. Um, it had to end that way. And they were smart enough to hold back and do it. And you, it's a good movie. I, I was blown nice. away by it. Um, finally, uh, The Eternals is out today on Disney+. Plus. Um, started watching that, got through about half of it. Um, after having to wake my wife up four times because she was snoring on the couch, I decided that you know we needed to stop and finish it tomorrow. Um, so far, it's good. It's not your typical Marvel movie, uh, but I, I don't think it's boring. Uh, it's just not what people might expect. It's dense. There are yeah. a lot of main characters, and that makes it rough. Yeah. You, yeah. you can't fall. That, that's why you can't fall asleep and miss a little bit of this because she falls right. asleep on the couch all the fucking time, you know? And, but you know, it, I'm like, man, this is not a movie that you can fall asleep and I'd wake you up, you know, when I hear you snoring. You're going to be lost. Right. Completely. I did enjoy it when it was out. Like I, I saw it when it was in theaters. I enjoyed it then, but it is, it's kind of a hard road because there's a lot going on. And like you said, there's way too many moving pieces. Yeah. But I, I think I talked about it when it came out and once the twist hits, it's a good fucking twist. I didn't see it. I, I think I might be at that twist. So okay. because there definitely was a twist we just saw. It was about halfway through the movie. And uh, okay. yeah, I'm just, I, that's what I realized. I heard her snore. I'm like, fuck, we need to stop. And I need yeah, to start over tomorrow. <laughs> because if she doesn't see that, she's going to be really confused. Right. Yeah. Because it changes everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Kev, you were done, right, Hugh? Because you said finally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you want to talk to us about uh, your pick? 
Well, I, I put two on The Witcher season two and um, the uh, the book of Boba Fett. Um, I guess the one the one thing about The Witcher was that we got to the end of season one. I didn't even realize it. I wasn't really paying attention to what episode we were on. And then all of a sudden my wife goes, oh, this is season two, episode one. I was like, that's how they left. That's how we left season one was that was the last episode. If you haven't seen season one, then the only thing you need to know about how they ended it was. I think I said before something about how the timelines differed. We were actually watching the Witcher in an older timeline and what was happening from the very minute that the movie started was the, the current timeline and the girl that we're following is the princess of she's the granddaughter of the of the current sitting queen of this one city um things happen whatever she ends up on the run and the uh, the whole thing is that the witcher is trying to find this girl so the timelines keep coming you know closer and closer and closer together and in the first couple of episodes it really doesn't make any difference that the timelines aren't the same it doesn't you, you, there's no way to know and it doesn't matter um but it's pretty cool when you realize what's going on and then they show you how the timelines merge and it's pretty neat actually i mean it becomes very obvious very quickly what's going on and then the rest of the story that's going on throughout um and it's it's very interesting to see how what that is going to do or have to do with the rest of the story. Um, I'm, I'm being vague on purpose. Um, Thank you. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's definitely worth watching. Um, I, I went into it not knowing anything about the books or the video game. Like I said, first time through, I couldn't really, couldn't really find the reason to watch it. But we stuck with it the second time. We were really happy. Both my wife and I were both into it. We're both, we both like the characters um the the development of our witcher gerald gerald they call him gerald i always want to pronounce it gerald but i whatever um the development of that character and of what a witcher really is is very interesting it's very interesting and we're at the point in season two where we're starting to learn even more about what a witcher is and i think that's yeah and i think it's very i read some i actually read some bad reviews um about uh what they didn't like about how this is progressing and how the how they're actually doing the story i don't agree with them um I, i i like how it is and i understand the audience this is targeted for so um I, I like it it's it's a good it's a good time um i have a feeling that if they end this you know and then this next season it's gonna be one of the, one of those ones where i'm like oh that sucks now i feel like i'm you know missing out on watching my friends go have fun in the snow um which is exactly how i feel about cowboy bebop one season and done oh i don't think gosh. you have to worry about which are getting canceled I hope not. Which is huge. I mean, it was number one trending on Netflix for like a, a week or two Good. when season two started. It's it's huge. I mean, they're doing spinoffs. So oh, no, oh okay. cool. Nice. cool. Yeah, they they have a, a spinoff that's going to go back in the past about how the Witchers were created. It's it's oh, already neat. filmed. Actually, at the end, there's an after credit scene at the end of the last episode of season two, which is really a trailer for that. 
Nice. Neat. Neat. Yeah. And what did you think? So you, you clearly are past like the first few episodes of season two. Did you see the Beauty and the Beast episode? I called yeah. it the Beauty and the Beast. Wasn't that great? It really was. I mean, and you knew something was off and you really didn't know because you don't know the hit, what, what the Witcher knew something that we didn't know. And he was kind of trying to, he was kind of inferring, he told a little yeah. bit of a couple stories about his old, you know, friend. Um, and he really did not want to be there. And it's, it's very interesting how a Witcher understands and accepts their environment. They know right away when something's off yeah so it was and 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 that comes through it comes through and you feel it too and i think that's the i think that's the cool part about the show is that you you feel you feel what the witcher feels um they're, they're yeah. doing a good job with that they're doing a really yeah good job I, I mean i think that's the best repurposing of a fairy tale i've ever seen in a television episode and that happens a lot more than you think especially in genre television they're, they're always doing that yeah you know, this is just me. I didn't really see that as Beauty and the Beast until you said it. I knew exactly what you meant the second you said it. Now that I think about it, it's exactly what yeah. it was. It's very, it was kind of, it was very, you know, kind of heart-wrenching. Um, oh, yeah. And when, especially when you realize everything that happened around it. Not just, yeah, there's some obvious stuff, but then it's like, oh, you mean everybody? Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah, that's too bad. So anyway, okay, so The Witcher's good. Definitely see The Witcher. I'm very happy with it. If you like sci-fi, if you like fantasy, um, I think it's a great show. And if you're not watching it, you know, and, and if you don't, if you're looking for something to watch, I, you know, and I can't say enough, turn the damn subtitles on. It will help. It will help with the language. It will help with the names. It's good because there's some mumbling and there's some stuff said in the background. Um, even if you don't like subtitles, turn them on. Trust me. It'll help. And then the Book of Boba Fett. So we're caught up. The wife and I just watched the most recent one uh, before this show. And I have to admit that I've been watching every episode twice up to this nice. one. I haven't seen this one twice yet, but I will. Um, um, it's not it's not like the Mandalorian where I'd watch it then I'd watch it again then I'd watch it again before the next show then I'd watch that and the next one and the next one I mean the Mandalorian I watched over and over and over again I probably saw the episode seven or eight times or more but um, it's good it's interesting and I love and I don't think this is going to be a spoiler whether you've been watching the show or not I absolutely love what the Boba, what, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, what, his, what they're doing with continuing the story about the Tuscan Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. In 1978, we thought the Tuscan Raiders were just a bunch of people. You know, savages. They yeah. were savages. They were just, you know, we didn't, we didn't really think anything of them other than the fact that they, you know, took a, you know, took a beating on Luke's speeder and and they knocked Luke out, and they were going to, you know, destroy R two and, and tore off you know, C three PO's arm. Yeah, yeah and Obi. Well, that happened when he fell. When he yeah, fell right. back off the ledge. Um, yeah. But I mean, and Obi Wan had to scare him away, and that was it. That was the end of it. That's all we saw. That's it. Never saw him again until Mandalorian. We saw his interaction. And we're like, these aren't savages. 
they are they're natives they're the indigenous people they are the indigenous people and they have a rich history and i'm just like i'm i'm just fascinated i can't say anything about today's episode i feel like because some people are mad that you know he took off his mask he's supposed to be a, a bounty hunter and maybe he's a bad guy what i like is that i don't know what he was like before maybe he was a complete dickhead when he, he captured uh, han solo maybe he was just a guy doing a job but they're showing a a redemptive type arc with the tuscan raiders which can mm-hmm. explain why he is a at least when we see him in the current timeline, a more fair and balanced person. Right. Yeah. So, which, which I think is super clever because they could have just started off with him being, Oh yeah, he was always like that, you know, but Han was just a job. Well, maybe he also learned something too, because he goes through some shit. Yes. If I don't, I don't know. Have you ever watched any of the animated stuff, animated Star Wars stuff? Clone Wars develops Boba Fett as a young boy. So that develops the character that we then originally see in Empire Strikes Back. Okay, so so his development is really, you know, he watched the Jedi take his father's head, for God's sake, you know, and so that's that's his, that's where he started. He's like, oh wow, Jedi bad. Uh, I got nothing. Oh wait a minute, I got a ship. Uh, what am I going to do with it? Well, he follows in with the wrong people, you know, the only way he can make a living is to be a badass and he turns into a a pretty, pretty good badass, in all honesty. Um, Not good or bad. You can say, I mean, uh, one of my things I've always had with Boba Fett is he's not a Mandalorian, never was, never claimed to be. But by the same token, you could also say he's as chaotic neutral as a Mandalorian is. Okay. They have no loyalties, good or bad. Their only purpose is their own. This is true. Right? So, okay, he's a bounty hunter and he, you know, he might have done bad things for money, but I'm going to tell you right now, fucking Mandalorians are doing shit for money that may or may not be good or bad. They're not questioning the bounty. They're just, well, up to a certain point. Um, you know, we did the whole fucking story of Mandalorian is back to question the bounty. Um, but, uh, but you know, all the rest of them before that. So what really differentiates Boba Fett from the Mandalorian we've come to know? And in, in, in all honesty, we only know one. We know Very some true. Stories. We know some backstories about a few of them. You know, we kind of know if you, if you watch the animated stories, you know a little bit about a young female Mandalorian. And you heard a little bit about Boba Fett. You saw some of the what happened on their planet, but you don't really know a Mandalorian until you until you start to follow the story of of the Mandalorian. Um, so really, there probably isn't a lot of differences between who Boba Fett became and who our Mandalorian started out as. My opinion. Oh. Let me add this too. There's a show I didn't put in the rundown that I'm I'm also watching the latest season of, and that is The Expanse. I love that show. The Expanse. I don't know. You know, I loved that. And then when the the new season started last year, 
I think maybe it was season five. First episode, for some reason, I had trouble getting into it. I intend on going back and finishing it, but I don't know what happened because I watched the first three rabidly, the first four, I'm not sure. And then, I don't know, it was like everybody was gone and, and separated, and then they came back, and there was only like two of them on the, the ship, uh, if you remember when that was. And yeah, yeah it's, I don't know, it, it lost me there. There's a, there's a very deep, very, very deep storylines. I haven't read the books. I intend to. Um, as I understand it, the books are phenomenal. The depth of the um, science is not to be underrated. Um, and everybody raves about the science behind this show. It is very, very true to what would actually happen if human beings went into outer space. You can tell that just from the uh, social structure. <laughs> That's exactly well, what we'd be like in outer space. Of course. Of course. But anyway, that's that's it. That's all I got. Perfect. Well, we covered mine too, because that's that's what I had was the book of Boba Fett. But I have finally started to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead, and everything you guys have said is one hundred percent correct. I didn't mean to I didn't mean to turn you on it. You didn't have to. Like they they did that. Um, I just finished the the episode where we catch back up with June and uh, Dory Senior, and I have to say that's the best one of what I've watched so far, and that's not saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's just all Victor is is literally a comic book supervillain, and all he does is chew scenery now. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bad news. Like I wanted I wanted that baby to get taken away, like. all i can say is how how the mighty have fallen because like like we discussed many times that was the best walking dead show and now it's almost comical how bad it's become it's the showrunners they they picked the wrong people those guys are the wrong people well you know you say that but they've done good seasons The, the last couple seasons were pretty good it was last or it's this current season where they're still running the show but something's clearly different yeah it was just a really bad idea and i don't know if they're trying to recover from that bad idea but like there's no coming back from what they've done it's there's there's just there's just no way that they could be in the position they're in after what happened there's no way they'd be dead yeah well you've only got a couple days you've only got a couple days after being that close to an impact of a a nuclear warhead you've Mm -hmm. only got a few days that's it and i mean some of the choices they're making like when grace is in her freak out mode and she whips her fucking mask off like right out there and it's just like you're dead How, how are we still doing this through the rest of the episode like you you're done so. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying the rest of the show isn't, you know, a stretch, right? Okay, the dead are walking. All right. Well, that's God, let's let's hope to fucking God that never really happens. Certainly hasn't happened up to this point. So we're gonna say that's pretty well an impossibility. You know, and then there's a bunch of other things that they've kind of pushed the boundaries on. Okay, fine. But they've really crossed the line on this. They're 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 doing something that it's just not it's not it's there's no 
there's no there's no possibility of reality in what they're doing. You do know you just jinked us, jinxed us, Kev. Right. What do you mean? What do you they're mean? Gonna, you jinxed us. They're gonna give you the whole hold my beer thing and really go. Yeah, you said it doesn't it's, matter. I we gave it up. We're we're not watching it. We didn't finish the the series, the the season. We didn't finish it. Probably won't. And now Walking Dead's coming back, and I'm questioning whether or not I'm gonna watch that. Wow, it really poisoned the well for you. I mean, what's what's the sense? There's 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 almost no reason to continue because they've the, the comic book again. Never read it, but I understand what happened. They told the story. They played the game up until the day he said, "Ah, I'm done." They're doing something completely different with the television show. They're mm-hmm. making it so bad that they're driving viewers away so they don't have to end it. So that they'll just say, oh, well, we're not going to do it anymore because nobody wants to watch it. But then there's things like World Beyond, which was fucking phenomenal. Couldn't stand it. Could not stand it. But you also said you couldn't stand Witcher at first. I got through quite a few episodes of World Beyond, and I got pretty goddamn sick of the the, the 12-year-old sub-PG rating of that fucking show. Okay, I'll give you that. If if you have a distaste for basically what the characters are and everything, you're not going to be able to get through it. It wasn't the fact that they were kids. It was. It, it's just that they got through event after event after event after event after event, and they never had to kill a fucking walker. What? That changes. I'll tell you that. That does change. There is development. Yeah, they shouldn't have and got that's as part of the story. Did. You'll understand more if you keep going. I, I, I hate to, to be one of those it. people, but yeah. I'll, I'll probably try to rewatch it, but I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a struggle. Uh, something you, you might have to consider with that show that you don't with the other ones is it was envisioned as a two-season show. That's why they didn't try to stretch it out. So that's one story told over two seasons. Unlike The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead, where they kind of make it up every year and figure out where they're going to go. They knew point A to point B. So they took a lot of time with, with development. And, mm-hmm. and Paul's right. This is one of those situations where by the end, it does all make sense. And it was constructed that way very well. You're supposed right. to kind of feel the way you're feeling about those characters at first. Yeah, because okay. I did too throughout season one. Okay. I was like, seriously? Like, none of them are going to kill anything. Like, come on. But yes. yeah. Well, I struggled through the beginning of Fear and nobody, I mean, nobody liked the beginning of Fear. I agree. So, I liked it. I didn't. Well, I, I hated that. I hated the original I, cast. What What I liked about it was that it was a, from a different viewpoint. Yeah, and it exactly. seemed like it was real people. You know what yes. I mean? Until it got a little weird. Then they had to get rid of all those people and they brought in some char- comic book characters. And that, then I liked it again. I really liked it. All right. Corbs, what do you got for us for midstream? What are you watching, buddy? Uh, I finished season four, season four of Cobra Kai. Nice. So another one I have yet to start. I liked it. It's pretty cool. Um, It's based off the Karate Kid. Um, The first Karate Kid, not the, but, but they intertwine all the characters from, from from one and and two so two. far yeah so far basically all um, the ones with daniel yeah yeah and i think it, it actually a little bit of season the, the third one oh really 
Yeah, with uh, what's his what's his name? Terry Silver, the other guy from Cobra Kai. He's in this season. He comes back in the season. So, but uh, Don, Danny and Johnny team up and try to teach karate to students together. So that's the whole that's the whole premise of and they're trying to fight against Cobra Kai, which is the karate school that Johnny right. used to belong to, type of thing. So it's I mean it was decent. You can see where season five is going. Um, so I'm just, I think they already said season five is going to be is already approved. So oh, I believe it because that's huge for Netflix yeah. too. Every time I see a commercial for that, I think that every one of those motherfuckers is thank God I have a job now. I totally yes. did not expect this. Yeah. To oh yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I mean, up until well, actually, to be honest with you, um, Johnny Lawrence Williams Zebecca is as an Oscar. Wait, really? he won an Oscar. Yeah, for a short film. Nice. Yeah. I did not know that. So, but obviously, I mean, fucking Ralph Macchio, he's, he's really done nothing since since Karate Kid. Can't pay your bills with an Oscar either. No. I mean, if you sell it, you might get a month or two. Yeah. He's going to buy it. Definitely. Uh, I'd buy somebody's Oscar, knock that fucking <laughs> nameplate off, and have a new one made. That's. <laughs> So, but it's a, it was a, you know it's a, it's a nice it's a, it's a good show. It's it's only half hour episodes, so it's not too long. Um, I was able to watch like I think like six episodes in a night, and then finish it up the next day type of thing. So, awesome. Oh, your your Oscar would say best operation of a Zoom meeting. Not tonight. <laughs> best director. Of a I Zoom get meeting. my vote. Not tonight. <laughs> Best director in keeping the rails from not falling off. Oh, wait, nope. Most in need of replacement by AI. <laughs> I mean, if that would work, I'd be all about it. That's, I'm okay with this. Um, do we got anything else? Or are we uh, ready for me to drop some wisdom nuggets? Hey, man, I got something for you. Uh-oh. More Monopoly money is printed in a year than real money. I believe that. I'm happy wow. to hear that. His delivery is even like yours. This is eerie. <laughs> the intonation matches. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm digging it. I, I've, I've got to admit, he has my blessing on this one. I love it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's wrap this fucking train rack up. <clears throat> so, guys, I got a question for you for my wisdom nugget this time. And I don't really expect an answer. Um, What's if, rhetorical? Yes. If Cinderella's glass slipper was a perfect fit, how'd the fucker fall off in the first place? Mm. It was full of something. Probably, oh, at least shit. afterwards. Well, I mean, I've had shoes that were a perfect fit and I didn't have to wear them until they fell apart. Shoes come off. They're designed that way. And she was running, so maybe, you know, your foot compresses a little bit so it gets a little loose type of thing. Remember the rhetorical thing. <laughs> Especially in high heels. You, if you're running in, high, in heels, your heel would definitely come out of that fucker. Do you guys want to end this fucking show or not? <laughs> So much, gotta, for, so much for that rhetorical question. We got new titles. 
You waited too long. Seriously, you like paused for like five minutes. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh through it. And on that note, guys, mega like me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. Fuck. I'm unfrozen now. I was just about to stop the recording. (laughs) As I heard was. Fucker.